Captain Practical. Welcome to the pod. Ahoy. Um, <laughs> I like that about the pod. Ahoy. Um, so. <laughs> I heard that word since, I, since the last time I ate chips. It's ahoy. Ahoy, yeah. Ahoy, matey. Yeah, it was just last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I cannot confirm or deny that I had chips the one last night. Check, check, one, two. Is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry. Literally, is this thing on? Yeah. Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations. Equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. Uh, my name is Chris Lynch, uh, host of the Cultivating Ministry podcast. And um, we're laughing because we just recorded about five minutes of this podcast. <laughs> And I realized I had not clicked record. This, this thing, thing really was wasn't on. on. Um, but we are doing something kind of new and fun. We're coming to you live. Although you're not going to hear this live. Um, we are live. This is a catastrophe already. Um, Laura said in the, in the original recording of this, that will never be heard. But Laura said we're doing something out of the box. And, and we're actually sitting in a big box in the exhibit hall of the Ocean Center uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida. Uh, we are here for Youth 2023. If you've listened to the podcast the last couple of weeks, you know that we've been here uh, offering coaching to youth workers here, trying to pour into them as they pour into their students uh, through this week of, 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 of worship, of fun, of workshops. Of, of, there is a beach at Daytona Beach. Um, we have, or so we've heard. We've heard. Laura said she saw it on the fl- plane landing. It was beautiful. I drove in. I have not seen it except I've seen it on Waze. Like you can see where it says yeah. it's there, but I have not put physical eyes on it. Um, Brenda has said she did see it. Steph says she has not seen it. Uh, they're here with us. We'll introduce them in a moment. Um, but uh, we're we're excited to be here. Have, have had a great. It's been a really good week um, here. We've learned a lot, and uh, we're going to let you guys introduce yourselves. And, and that's what I want to hear is introduce yourself. Tell us your name, where you're from, kind of your role, connection to ministry, what you do in ministry, those kind of things. And then tell us one thing that's kind of stuck out to you that you have learned uh, this week or experienced this week that you're going to kind of take back with you. Laura, you can start. All right. Um, Laura McLean from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I work with youth and young adults in the Holston uh, Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. I'm going to put all the words wow. in there. You're welcome. Yes. You um, can regurgitate that again. Yeah. Send us a clip and let us know you can do that's that. That's right. You get a make sure you, start. Make sure you click record, though, yeah. because <laughs> that's we'll important. Never, we'll never know. We'll never know otherwise. <laughs> um, so this week... What has, I mean, there's been a lot of highlights for sure, but one thing that has really stuck out to me is the strength of our connection. Mm. Um, it has been so fun to see folks that I don't get to see all the time, like yep. like our friends here on the pod today, um, and um, people that have come, that I've crossed paths with, you know, here, there, and everywhere. Um, thinking back to my own experience uh, as a youth coming to youth events. Way back in the day. <laughs> Was a child. We rode dinosaurs then. We it was rode, amazing. There were no airplanes. Yeah, no, of course not. Well, also, it was in Knoxville when I went, so we just like went down the road. I just so, hitchhiked over there. Yeah, exactly. Rode, yeah, rode, I just walked. I rode, my, my, I rode my skateboard over to literally the... Literally in my backyard. Hang so. 10, dude. Do skateboards say hang 10? No, Probably not. That, those are surfers. Oh, yeah. That would be more for Daytona. Yes. Uh, although, I bet people... I'm trying to really ingrain, engross myself into the culture here. Yeah, obviously so. it's working. It's, yeah, I really look like a surfer, don't I? Good God. Totally. Anyway. (laughs) I'm so rad. Anywho, so that has been a joy for me. Um, And I'm going to pass it along to Steph. 
Hey, my name is Stephanie Williams, and I am from the East Ohio Conference. Um, I am a regional coordinator there, but in the context of being here at East 2023, I work for Um Them. Um, that's our fancy way of saying United Methodist Volunteer in Mission. Because UMVIM's um, easier to say than United, United Methodist Volunteer in Mission. Mission. Listen, it took me almost 18 months just to learn how to say my job title. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm the Youth 2023 team leader. So my job was to get youth who wanted to be connected to Mission before or after uh, connected with Mission here that I can talk about a little bit later. Um, I think the one thing that has stuck out for me here is seeing all the youth and youth leaders who are willing to just um, work so hard. They're yeah. in this great place and have yep. this great opportunity to, let's face it, like go to Disney, go to Orlando, do right. whatever. And they are here um, pouring their heart out and working at these different mission sites. And it's been awesome to see. Awesome. That's, That's really good cool. stuff. So yeah. Stephanie's here because we have something in our bylaws that we have to have somebody on the podcast every episode from Ohio. I'll Google it. Um, that's right. She's, she's replacing our Google queen. Uh, Kay, we wish you were here. Uh, Brenda, tell us a little about you. Introduce yourself. Brenda's not from Ohio, so we have a new region, uh, a new a new area. The first time we've ever had anyone from Kansas on the pod. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've got a, you're going to set the bar here, Brenda. So we'll see if it's uh, you may be the first and the last, but we'll see what happens. So tell us about yourself, Brenda. I'm Reverend Brenda Davids, and I'm an ordained elder in the Great Plains Conference. And we think we have the largest delegation of youth at this meeting. Wow. Now, the last meeting was in Kansas City. We didn't have the largest delegation there. So we all decided to come to Florida. That makes perfect sense. So let's let's drive. You guys drove like 20 hours, I heard, We drove right? that well, a long ways to get here. Um, like my so definition of hell. Let's be on a bus for 20 hours with a bunch of teenagers, you know? Yeah, I think that's my personal observation, that my youth ministry legs are different now than yeah. they were. Um, but I think the standout for me is that they're still really passionate adults yeah. about bringing kids into the denomination well, and explaining what it means to love Christ. So. Yeah. I think that's, you know, the the, the first thing that I've is stuck or I've noticed this week is just, I mean, there are people here from literally every corner of the United States. We have folks from Hawaii. From I, I had a coaching session with a, a, a couple of folks from uh, from um, Alaska. Yeah, that's the other corner. Alaska. I have a team that's here from Alaska. Yeah. 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 Obviously, there, there's plenty of people here from Florida since we're in Florida. Uh, I'm trying to think the I've most. i a lot from Arizona. Arizona, yep. And I, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, we know some folks from New York are here. I did see yep. Greg, Greg Steerheim. If you ever listen to this podcast, you probably don't. But here's your shout out. Uh, he's from Buffalo. So we do literally have every corner yeah. and everywhere in between here. And it's just really cool to see that opportunity. It's something you don't see very often. Right. Uh, it's a once every four year event. Uh, and so just the idea that it is. And I was talking to uh, some youth actually from South Carolina today. And I was asking them kind of what they thought was cool. They're like, it's just cool to know people from all over. Yeah. And so that's been a lot of fun. Um, so, Laura, I was, Laura, you and I, before we get, I want to ask, we're going to ask Steph and, um, and Brenda some questions here, and we can all kind of share those too. But I wanted to see anything that stuck out to you. Like, we've coached now between the two of us almost 20 youth workers. By the end of the day, it'll be 20 youth workers. Is there anything, like, what's something that you've seen that was kind of surprising to you? As you met these youth workers and their needs and their and what they were talking about in their in their context, did something jump out at you? I got one yeah. I wanted to share. If you don't have one, you can say I don't have anything, Chris. But I, I bet you it. do. Go for it. And I'm going to take care of stuff. Yeah, I'm, you probably will, and then I'll be like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, no, what stuck out to me was how many of these folks are 
unsupported and have no volunteers mm. that help with their ministry. Yeah. Um, and they are just pushed to the limits, you know, and trying to figure out how to do this. And, um, and they've said, you know, we can get people to write a check. Like, yes, our church is supportive that way. We'll, they'll write a check or, um, you know, whatever that might look like. But as far as actually being there and yeah. like being in relationship with students, it's not happening. And that is a huge burden yeah. on a youth leader. You can't be everything to everyone. I mean, yeah. nobody can be. Yeah. Um, so and, that's really And, and that's pretty similar. You're, you're right. You did take mine. Thanks. Um, all right. Next question. No, I'm just kidding. But what I would add to that is that there's this really interesting thing about how as um, in the midst of, of, of uh, the church shrinking, whether that's in our denomination or, I mean, it's, and it's not just our denomination, the, right. the, the, um, the attendance and all that at every denomination in the church in the last 10, 12 years is, is declining. And, and we've seen this in our conference positions, uh, in, 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 in church positions now, it's, it's trickling down to there where as budgets are shrinking, they're adding, instead of hiring new staff or doing yeah. away with positions, they're just putting, they're finding that quality staff person and they're saying, well, if you've done that so well, you can do this too. Right. And so now I can't tell you how many of the conversations we've had in coaching these folks has been around how do I manage children's and youth ministry? Or how do I manage children's youth and discipleship ministry? Or how do I manage worship children? So there's this multi, we continue to add things on to staff folks and not really taking anything away. So we've had a lot, I've had a lot of conversations about, you know, if you're going to add something new, what are you dropping? You know, and how are you right. taking care of yourself? How are you caring for your family? It's been very eye-opening uh, to me this week. Are we going to add something? Yeah, no, I was going to say that. How are you caring for yourself? Yep. And what does Sabbath look like for you? Um, very few people felt like they had the margin to have Sabbath. Yep. And um, and that was an eye-opening conversation. I mean, for me to hear that, but for those folks, um, you know, because we all put ourselves at the end. And um, as I pointed out to somebody today, you can't pour out of an empty vessel. I mean, that's not news to anybody. Yep. But, um, so I was disheartened to, yeah. to see that. Laura told me today that she asked one of the people she was coaching, she asked them, um, what uh, what is life giving? And they had no answer. Just began to tear up. Yeah. And that's just God. That's so sad to me. And I, I, so if you're listening and you're a pastor or or a leader somewhere, and you you oversee or work with people, check on them. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, and and ask them: Is are we asking too much of you? And and and, and be be okay. Letting some stuff go. Because golly, it's it, it ain't easy, folks. It ain't easy. So that's anyway. That was just a sidebar we didn't really plan on, but I thought, I mean, we'll chase that rabbit. Right, we'll chase a rabbit. We're we're professional rabbit chasers around here. We might as well be like the little dogs that are chasing that rabbit around the. Yeah. Around wait, the track. that those tracks are here, Daytona, right? Yes. Other that's something tracks, else we can do. We can go. Yeah, we yeah, can go. Wow. We can go place a little wager on some dogs. That's not very I know it's not. I know. We're not we're not really going to do it. It was a joke. It was a joke. We are right. too tired by the time we leave here. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. I'm going to make it to my hotel room. Yeah, Laura, yeah, Laura and I are like, is it time to go to bed yet? Yeah. It's like, no, we got two more coaching sessions. Anyway. Um, so let's just have some fun conversation with with the two of us and, and Steph and Brenda. Um, we'll start with this one. What would you do if you weren't in ministry? Like, what would be, like, what, what do you think if in your life? And, and I've thought this through before, and, and I, I have some crazy answers, but what would you do if you weren't, not what do you want to do, 
But like, what do you really think you would be doing if you weren't in ministry? Who wants to go first? Anybody wants to go first? This is just like me on the podcast. Yeah, I ask that I question. Yeah, I think I'm going to uh-huh. go. I think All right, Steph's it. got one. She's ready. So, I feel like my answer right now is I would sleep. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Right now. <laughs> That's a great um, but I used to be a music teacher, and I I miss teaching at some points. I mean, yeah. I get to use that aspect sure. in other areas in my life, but um, I would probably teach again, yeah. maybe, or go back to that. But it's funny because everything always basically comes back to ministry, uh-huh. right? Like, I'm always talking yeah. about working with kids. Or, like, I've always thought if I could have my dream job, this is my dream job, is to be a chaplain at um, a juvenile center. Oh, like yeah. that would, But that's ministry, too. Yeah. So I yeah. can't. It's hard for me to think outside well, of ministry. It's one of those deals where you can always take the person out of ministry, but you can't take the ministry out of the person. Yeah. And if you've got so. that heart for ministry, no matter what you're doing, you're going to find a way to be in ministry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, how about you, Brenda? You got anything that you would, what would you be doing if you weren't in ministry? Well, I'd like to be a professional kayaker. Oh, yeah. Is but that a thing? I don't know. Could we make it? Yes. Hold on. Let me think this through. But if we're going to do it, this would be the place to do it. Yeah, you got a beach yeah. out there. Yeah, I, I like to do that. That would be Professional really kayaker. Do you kayak in the ocean? Have you done that? I haven't is kayaked in the ocean. Is that safe? People do that. Yeah. yeah we our kayaks. I took first, my first vacation in too many years. And we took so our speaking kayak. of self-care. Yeah. <laughs> we took our kayaks to the headwaters of the Mississippi so that we could say we'd kayaked in the Mississippi. Yeah. How long did you stay in the Mississippi? Like How far did you go in the Mississippi? Not very far. Okay. Yeah. But it was the Mississippi, by God. By, by we, God we stayed the, on vacation I can for now two say weeks. that I yeah. kayaked. I kayaked. You can tell me I kayaked the Mississippi. Has the whole thing? No, about 100 yards. No, but that has, doesn't matter right has now. Has anyone else here kayaked the Mississippi? I've, I've never no. kayaked yeah. the Mississippi. And then I really like spending time with my grandchildren. So if I could do that full time. A professional oh, grandchild. Yeah. A professional grandma. Yeah, that, I love that. I really like spending time Gosh, with if them. only you could I make a I don't know if these jobs exist. But yeah. I, you can just make them up. It's a podcast. It yeah, we don't I, have to have regulations that, here. Those, those would right. be my, those are my passions. Laura. Not in that order. Sorry, grandchildren. You're first. Yeah. <laughs> She'd rather be a professional grandmother than be a professional kayaker. If we're going to go in that order, though, mm-hmm. I have a kiddo that's going to college. I could professionally make sure that child is okay. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's not really. I know parents Let them go. Yeah. No. The They're called helicopter moms. No, I can't that's do right. that. I would yeah. not really do that. But I just wanted to say that on live, not live podcast. Yes. Right. On so the unlive live podcast. So that my kid and yes. know that there's that option. That's right. You know, the good news about there. that is we get another listener because now yeah. our kid's got to listen <laughs> right. to hear that. That's Yes, thank you, Steph, for that. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, the live, not live. How about you, Laura? What would you do? Um, I, well, I would probably be a teacher because that's what everyone in my family does. I, oh, like, I knew that. Yeah, my mom, my sister, my grandmother, Educators. my aunts, like everybody. My granddaddy was a superintendent. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was... That's, I come from a long line of teachers. I come from a long yeah, line of a educators. A long line of educators. So, but I, I would also, I think I'd really enjoy being a um, guidance counselor. That's what my so, wife's going to do. That's yeah. a neat thing. Although yeah. she told me the other day that, that she was frustrated because our school district still calls them guidance counselors. Oh. And you had to call them school counselors now. Oh, mm. well then I think I would love to be a school counselor. <laughs> 
Sorry, Michelle. It's okay. She won't. <laughs> if I had said it, she would make me upset. But you saying it, she'd yeah. be fine. Here's what I just heard Laura say. I just heard Laura say, there's not a lot of money in my family line. We've changed lives. We've changed lives. It's kind of like, it's kind of like being. Don't be making on that in here. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot like being in ministry. It is. You know, it is. The only <laughs> thing you pass down is that love of education. You don't pass it. That's your inheritance. I hope you enjoy it. Um, If I wasn't in ministry, I don't, you know, um, I would probably be like, so I have a, I have a, speaking of former youth, I have a former youth who works for Z-Man Fishing. Shout out Ryan Harder. And I think that'd be fun. So he's always like, I think that'd be cool. I he's a, I was he going to say he, racetrack advisor. Well, if I could do oh. something in NASCAR or in the sport. So my original plan in life, before I decided to include God in it, was <laughs> I was going to own a sports store. And so I worked at a... a, a um, like a sporting goods store? Well, the, yeah, sure. But uh, anything... That, I, I'm a sports junkie. And so anything related to that. So I, in high school and college, I worked in a, uh, in a sports apparel store. This is back in the, when the licensed apparel thing was huge. It was a place called Merle Harmon's Fanfare. In the Westgate Mall, real nice. But they were like back in the starter jackets, the satin starter oh, jackets. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so Everybody we we have one. and yes. we sold the hound out of some starter jackets, <laughs> and they were up. They were. We, we what was have, the biggest seller? Um, uh, the Bulls back in those okay. days. This is the '90s, so the Bulls were big. The Lakers. Uh, we had colleges too. It didn't. And lots of kids. That but here's had Miami the thing: Dolphins and not so or or the was. or the Miami Hurricanes were big oh, back yeah, then. Yeah. So speaking of Miami, mm-hmm. but here's the thing: it wasn't really about the team. It was about you needed different colors to match mm. your outfits and your shoes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really, how, do we, how do we get over so this? So wait, I'm going down that rabbit hole because this makes me laugh. Today was a t-shirt day for um them. Everyone's yep. wearing their t-shirts. Nice. And I had I had leaders texting me before they knew what color the shirt is. What color is the shirt? We have to match our outfit. I'm like, it's a t-shirt. Doesn't that match with everything? Yeah. yeah. I, th- this funny. is yeah. not, this This is This is things, I, at the top of the list of things Chris doesn't worry about, Laura and I were laughing today. We So Laura and I have matching black Cultivate dre- uh, vests dress. on dresses. I'm wearing a dress. You can't prove that's not true. Actually, I'll post a picture in a little while. I'll post a picture in a little while of the four of us so you know that it's, no, I'm, I'm not, not wearing a dress. None of us actually are wearing dresses. Uh, we, have, we have matching black vests, and, and I got out of the, in the car, and I'm like, wait a minute. It's my ACDC day. I got on black shorts, so it's back in black, and all day I've been singing, dun, 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 dun. All right, anyway. Uh, what? Tell us something that you wish you had known that you know now that you wish you had known when you started in ministry. What would you say that, that you wish? And I'll start here, and I'll go back to what we talked about. And I talked about this when we were talking about one of those uh, coaching uh, sessions I had today. I was telling this this uh, youth leader, I was like, you know, when when I had kids, before I had kids, um, Michelle and I, we, we had been married for, we got married the summer I started ministry full-time, actually. And so the first three years we were in ministry, we didn't have kids. And so we were, we were able to spend quality time uh, in ministry. And so uh, when we had Lindy, our oldest, hey, Lindy. I know she's listening, by the way, because she she's our biggest fan. <laughs> she designed our banners. She did design way, our banners. Like yep, yeah, she did. Strong. She's my, yeah. she's my t- uber talented Although I thought I was person. the number one fan because I was, oh, I don't know, whatever. She's my number one, she's yeah, my number yeah. one international fan. She's in Japan. Yeah, so there you go. She makes us an international podcast. <laughs> Regardless, when she was born, um, 
it kind of shifted how we did ministry, and I was in a funk for a while and couldn't really figure out that balance. And so I went to the, I think it was 2001 in Atlanta, the National Awards Convention, and Andy Stanley spoke. And from the stage, he basically told youth workers, he said, he got at the very beginning of this thing, when there's 3,000, 4,000 youth workers there, he says, how many of you felt there's not enough time in the day? And, of course, we all screamed and hollered. He <laughs> says, guess what? You're right, there's not. And you've got to cheat something, so cheat the church. And he went on to talk about how when he started North Point Church that um, – that he made a commitment every day to walk out the door at 430, no matter what. Hmm. To make that, and, he does, and he has done that since he started that church. And so that really, that was so, for me, such a, um, it made it okay for me to, to, to put my family first. Yeah. And, and so I think as we talked about earlier, all these, these folks in ministry that, that uh, are having problems or difficulties finding that, um, that balance and finding those margins, uh, I would say that's what I wish I'd known, was it's okay to not let the ministry own you, mm-hmm. that, that you've got to take and, and, and set boundaries. That's what I would say. Um, I don't, I've never gone first, I don't think, on the yeah. podcast. I just went first. Anybody mm-hmm. else, what would you say you wish you had known when you started? Yeah, I was going to say, kind of piggyback on that, I was going to say boundaries. I think yep. that's mm-hmm. so important. And, and also mention, though, that you want to set boundaries with you know we're talking about how those job positions keep adding on more and more more jobs it's okay to say no yeah because they're going to keep piling it on mm-hmm. until you just basically break break yeah yeah um so i think that's really important um to make sure that those boundaries are set and just also what we talked about earlier is when i started youth ministry i didn't think it was okay to take a sabbath because mm-hmm. if i wasn't a hundred percent with um or you know doing something for the youth or whatever i thought that oh, chris what are you doing he's like walking around with his camera like looking at us all weird hi oh, no instagram no we're actually sorry that was random okay so um i just sorry i rabbit squirrel. again squirrel yeah, yeah pretty much um so i just think that it's important to take that self-care and and to spend pour into yourself yeah and make sure that you take care of yourself because i did not do that at first and it it burns you out quickly yeah yep. for sure absolutely for sure uh mine's a real practical one of course it is captain practical welcome to the pod Ahoy. Um, I like that word a lot. Ahoy. So. I've heard that word since the last time I ate chips. Ahoy. Ahoy, yeah. Ahoy, matey. Yeah, it was just last night. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I cannot confirm or deny that I had chips ahoy last night. Um, Mine would, um, something that I learned pretty quickly, but I wish I had known earlier, was never let your senior pastor be surprised. That's good. Because <laughs> uh, we had a kid that got injured on a retreat, and like we were solving it and taking care of it, and the parents knew, but it, it never crossed my mind that I should call my pastor. And thank God he was a very graceful man and offered me that grace because um, it could have been bad. <laughs> Brenda, as a senior pastor, you can probably appreciate that. What would you tell folks? That which you, you wish you had known when you started the ministry. Well, it's not a bad thing. I don't think I knew how much of an investment I would make in families mm. and the life stages and the things that they were going to go through. So I've had the opportunity to baptize, wed, yeah. bury yeah. families um, that I've yeah. had in my churches. And I've, it's an incredible honor. I'm going to cry now. Yeah. It's an incredible honor to walk through these places with them. That's that's yeah. awesome. And I'm, I'm, I do I'm really moved. work hard on boundaries, but I'm just, I mean, no, they're my good. friends. I didn't, I don't think 
people encouraged us when I started in ministry to have friends in the churches that you serve, but I've kept you know, friends in all the churches that I've served. So it's interesting. We haven't had an opportunity to really talk a lot to a lot of pastors on, on the podcast, but it's really interesting because I have heard, like, there are there is a there is a perspective among some pastors that you don't make friends like you you, you separate friendships in the church you serve like you have friends only you, you don't become their friends and it's really interesting because like my my um, my senior pastor right now he and I are really good friends you know because there's friends he wasn't a pastor I, I just, I'm man so we should do some points yeah have some pastors on talk about you know what are the what are the pros and cons I don't know that's very interesting <laughs> you say that because I literally have heard. And it's yep. shocked. It kind of surprised me because I don't. I've always said in ministry, like with youth ministry, and I was talking to one of the people I was coaching to, uh, yesterday was that when you're in ministry, you you want to the best people in, in youth ministry, particularly I think even all ministry, they walk well not, in youth ministry really because you had to walk this line between authority figure and friend. Sure. And the the best youth leaders are able to walk that line well. Mm-hmm. And I, I but I have always said if you're going to err. Air on the side of authority, not the yeah. side of friend, because right. I think it's dangerous. Yep. But that's very interesting in terms of pastors. I'll be very, I need to find someone, we need to have Brenda back on and find a pastor who takes the other um, the other stance and have them like leg wrestle to see which one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We won't. I have new knees. I can do <laughs> She has bionic. She's the bionic woman. She has, she has bionic knees. So whoever it is, you're going down. My family had this weird thing. Where for a while that was the thing to do. We were together as leg wrestle. That is weird. That is a little bizarre. I've never done that. Okay. Thumb that's wrestle. a youth ministry. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that my thumb has Brenda will do. <laughs> Brenda will do anything to try to kill 20 hours on a bus. That's right. Tomorrow when she heads home. Um, we watched a lot of movies on the way here. I bet so. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Every movie. I'm trying to think. Every Disney movie ever made. So you could watch like 10 movies in 20 yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Chris Wilterding last night had a CD of yeah. Youth 88, a DVD. No way. Yep. So maybe you could get a copy and you I all could watch Kurt that Cooper on your way back. the old Kansas City Conference has one too. Yeah. I mean, this is the general. <laughs> he said that awesome. he got it in a, on a thumb drive and he got it on a DVR. And I'm like, do you need to play that DVR? He's probably not, but I'm going to yeah. figure it out. Like, okay. Have at it, buddy. <laughs> We, well, we had the kids would love that because they didn't even know what they were coming to. The, the kids on my, my bus, they yeah. have no yeah. idea. We're going to the beach is pretty much what they uh-huh. thought. Yeah. And I, I think they've been amazed. That's awesome. That's good. That's, That's really great. Good. All right, last question. How, what, how, have, how have, how has, how would you say? That's easy for you to say. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, if you ever wondered if this was scripted, you just found out it's yeah. not. <laughs> How? The question is, in your in your in your view, how has youth ministry or how has ministry changed uh, post COVID? Like, what's been? And I don't want to. I, I don't want to rehash the whole COVID discussion. We've had that you know, ad nauseum. Like, literally, it makes me nauseous. Um, but like, so does COVID. <laughs> True story. Sorry. I just had it two weeks ago. Oh, great. <laughs> Sorry. There what, we what did you find out in Daytona? I got COVID again. Yeah. So, but how, what? Maybe what's maybe what's been a good change? Yeah, there you go. Let's, let's take a positive spin. What's been a good change that you've experienced since uh, kind of we've come out of COVID? Um, so I think that I have seen youth leaders and even youth be- because of a family shift needing to be more intentional about what we plan and about what we do. Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of 
we meet every week. Yeah. It's a matter of let's plan this intentional um, meeting and and have it be meaningful and either do service mm-hmm. or have it be um, something that we're a Bible study that you know yep. we're. I just I think that's important that we're yeah. not necessarily. And I hate to say this, but um, like cruise directors, sure. right? Yeah. And that that I think for the good that has mm-hmm. been changing um, yeah. since COVID, um, that families are much more intentional about. Look, I I had this time with my family and I enjoyed it, and I want to keep some of that time. Yeah. Um. So that's what I've seen. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, and I would say to um, play off of that that the intentionality, but also the creativity. I feel like let's just try anything. Why not? You know, and I think it has kind of um, freed folks up for being more creative, which I love. Yeah, Yeah, it's beautiful. That's cool. How about you, Brenda? I found that in all of my ministry, but particularly with young people and young adults, that the phone is now the companion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so how do we just go with that? Like, how can it help our ministry? Mm -hmm. They're talking about it with their friends. Can their friends now come? I mean, so at, at first, I think, all of the youth pastors would relate to this. You know, you had the basket in the corner and you put the yeah. phones in the corner yeah, when you had absolutely. youth group. Yeah. And now, like, the phone is part of the... Interesting. So when I was at a youth event this summer, we were TikToking the whole time. We were making TikToks on purpose to publicize the event, but they were about kids doing ministry together. Yeah. I mean, so I was just I was just living, loving it. I really was. I was loving them, using this device... To spread the word of God. Yeah. I love how we've taken TikTok and made it a verb. We're TikToking. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, it is a verb. Well, hey, clearly, (laughs) you know, I don't TikTok, but maybe I should. Um, You know, I think that one of the things I think is cool that has happened is that we have have been forced to not rely so much on programs. Mm -hmm. You know, because there was that time where programming didn't happen we figured out that ministry could still happen absent of programming yep. and um i've taught on this podcast before about how i've got this book outline i'm going to write and one of those things we talk about is 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 shifting away or differentiating between youth ministry and youth programming uh and i think we we've kind of seen a, had a glimpse of that over the last couple of years because there was a moment in time where there was no programming yeah. But it was how can I still be in ministry uh, without that programming? So that's been um, it's been 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 fun. Um, any any last words of wisdom you guys want to share with the with the podverse podverse pod? What do you call pod world? I don't know. Maybe pod world. Maybe pod, podverse meta. I don't want to say metaverse. I don't think that's no pod 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 podcast pod. world. The podcast nation. I don't. I'm we'll on. we'll workshop that. <laughs> we'll get back with you. <laughs> we'll take a we'll take a poll. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> it. It's just been affirming for me to see adults that still have a passion to do this with teenagers. It's yeah. It's a population that's unknown right now mm-hmm. to some of uh, some generations because of everything that we've been through. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm. I mean, even I'm, more so. I mean, it's always been a little bit of an unknown generation. I mean, right, teenagers have always been this so. like weird. Subculture, yeah. but now it's multiplied. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Because it was three years long. Right. Right. I mean, they just don't, we didn't know what was It was going like on. a butterfly in a cocoon, mm-hmm. and three years later they sprout, and now we're trying to, that's a great mm-hmm. analogy. There you go. You like that one? No? That is good. Maybe? I like okay. it. I like it. 
like it. No, maybe not. I okay. think it's just because you just talked to the chrysalis person. That's it could be that. It could be that. I'm glad he walked down here. I, I had a good conversation with old Matt. Shout out, Matt. Matt, I know you're not listening, but you just got to shout out. All right. It's it's our favorite time of the week. Uh, in, in honor of being in Daytona Beach, I found a random fact of the week about Florida. Oh, boy. I'm a witness if this research actually did occur. It did. Yeah. I, I told you. I actually prepped. I, would, I, I had guests on the podcast who could see me, and I'm like, That's I got right. to find out. Yes. So at least four and a half minutes before we start recording. <laughs> the I, first time. The, yeah. So actually it's more it like nine and a half days. minutes. Exactly. It's not about NASCAR. God, it's, yes. I, I, I really told them I regretted that I'd used, the NASCAR, my, used my NASCAR random fact last week as we're here in the capital of NASCAR world. Uh, but I did find one about a Florida man. A man in Florida once threw a live alligator through a drive-through window. What? Okay. Wait, wait how? Now, if this had said any other state, even states that also have alligators in them, I would have been surprised. But you're not surprised it happened in nope. Florida. Have you ever heard, like, Google... Um, yes, Florida Man. Yeah, Florida Man uh, yeah. and your birthday so or whatever, I, I, and whatever I watched, comes up. I watched Marty and McGee on the SEC Network, and at the end of their show, every week they have hillbilly headlines. And it's a running joke that every <laughs> week there's something Florida. about a Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. A 24-year-old man named Joshua James was being handed his order at a Wendy's drive through before he randomly threw an alligator into the window. He was then later. <laughs> he was. He was then later charged for assault, theft, and illegal possession of an alligator. Evidently, so is there legal so possession questions. of an alligator? <laughs> is there? I have a lot of questions. I want to know the questions. I am here for questions, Steph. Roll to with know it. How you drove down to the local Wendy's with an alligator in your car I, and it didn't bite you. They didn't mention how big this alligator was. That's true. It was a wee alligator. Baby gator doo doo Oh my gosh. But can you imagine? I have no idea if Mr. James did any time in the clink in the show yet. But can you imagine? Yeah. Why are you in? I got charged with assault with a deadly with a deadly alligator. What in the world? Uh-huh. That, only in Florida. Only in Maybe Florida. Maybe he's trying to use it as currency. Maybe. <laughs> I oh, do. that's true. Oh. Like, people do gator skin. And I would like my hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, want a, I want a Dave's Classic meal. Yeah. Super, super, I want you to biggie size that bad boy, and I'm gonna and and I'm gonna give you a a fresh clean gator, chomp chomp baby. It's a Barbie. I wonder if he's a. I wonder if he's a Florida fan. I mean. well, Probably. I, yeah, I went there from a Georgia from a Georgia grad. Illegal. I do like your question though. Yeah. Is there legal possession? Do you have to have a permit to carry a gator? Carry a gator, not just own one. Hold on, let's, let's, let's Google that. Yeah, Google. Yeah, Google Kay, that. we're gonna. Kay, Steph's gonna take it your place. She's gonna Google right now. She's googling. Do you have to have a permit to legally carry a gator in Florida? Because maybe there is such thing as legal possession yeah. of an alligator. <laughs> An exotic animal license, right? Yeah, it's like a Joe Exotic. Okay, oh, here yeah. we go. All right, Steph. Steph okay. Our research department lawfully acquired American alligators for personal use. You must have. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. personal use. So I'm thinking if I'm you Joshua, 
I'm thinking if I'm Joshua James, my my defense in court is it was personal use. Yeah. I was I was buying a biggie meal. Right. Yeah. You must have a class two personal pet license. There you go. Okay. Well, you heard well, it here. Know. You heard it's a class one. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. Maybe lions, tigers, and bears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. You, <laughs> you heard it here first on the Cultivating Ministry podcast. Where else Go in the Where else you. in the Potterverse can you learn that you can legally where can you legally carry an alligator? But in Florida, we hope you enjoyed the podcast. If we can do anything to help you at Cultivate. Um, Cultivate group, reach out Whatever to us. What is our name? <laughs> it's late in the day. It's right here. Yeah, I know. It's I just right went to here. sign. Cultivategroup.org. That's C U L T I V. The number eight group.org. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group at C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.